Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Hey, if you are on social media in any way, shape, form, anywhere, and you look at reels, shorts, TikTok, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Point blank, eliminate distractions. Let me tell you about our guest. With over a billion organic views, Hillary Billings is a popular viral video creator and strategist. She's also the co-founder and CEO of Attentioneers, where she leads creative agency, or she leads a creative agency that helps brands and their partners grow revenue and reach their short form content strategy. As evident by the fact, check this out, team, she grew from zero to 400,000 followers on TikTok in 40 days. Now, if someone does that, they're really good. Hillary understands the psychology of, of capturing and keeping attention online. She uses expertise to demystify short-form video for her clients and help them build genuine relationships with their followers, all while leveraging the science of virality. Now, Hillary is a certified personal brand strategist. She's worked with a gamut of high-performing entrepreneurs, including billionaires, Victoria's Secret Models, New York Times, best-selling authors. She is a former Miss Nevada journalist, on-camera host, and TV producer. Hillary has worked with national trade, uh, traditional media outlets, including USA Today, E! News, and Extra Entertainment. Now, let's just be realistic here, guys. Hillary's a badass. She's been an entrepreneur, Huffington Post, and Forbes. And if you want your short-form content to go viral, listen in. Hillary, welcome to the show. Hi, Anthony. How are you? This is I'm so doing exciting. wonderful. Thank you for being with me today. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited that we get to reconnect. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Catapult the Commission's family, I've, I think I first crossed Hillary's path almost three and a half or four years ago. So, yeah, we've been friends uh, for a while. Is, yeah, this has definitely been a relationship developing and working. So I'm super excited to have her on the show here. Now, I would be doing you a, a disservice, family, if I just brought someone on the show because they were my friend. I'm bringing someone on my show because they're legit bona fide badass. So let's talk about this. <laughs> Hillary, here's the deal. Okay. Short form content. Yes. Okay. There's, you're talking to a group of entrepreneurs and sales leaders and mostly small business owners that come to the show looking to increase sales. Yeah. Now, when they come looking to increase sales, everybody and anybody is like, oh, are you on social media? It's, it's almost humorous when someone gives their social media strategy to somebody without really putting in the work. You've put in the work. So let me just open this up here. Can you help us identify the differences between short form content, long form content, and who should be using either form. Absolutely. So when we talk about short form content, we mean Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, TikTok videos, Facebook reels. I would say pretty much anything that's three minutes or under is what I am defining as short form content. When we say long form content, that's going to be your podcast episodes. Those are going to be your longer 10 minute videos that you're looking and searching for on YouTube, your how to videos there. So 
the majority of content that's currently existing on the internet and that people are watching is short form video. Adobe recently released a study that said that 80% of the time that you're on your phone and you're not sending a text message or making a phone call, you're watching short form video. 80% of the time, right? And 20 million videos are being posted every day to social media. So when we're talking about where you need to be, we want to first look and see where your audience is. Well, if your audience is watching short form video, 80% of the time they're on their phone, you should also be making videos for your audience to watch. So that is our major recommendation and the number one thing that we try to really hone in on with clients and potential clients is that short form video is the future. It is the now, and it's only going to continue to be more and more relevant. So if you want to be a part of that conversation with your customers, you have to get involved. Oh my goodness. So you just share some statistics that kind of terrifying to me, but also <laughs> eye opening, right? Yeah. 80% of the time we're on our phone watching short form content totally guilty, right? <laughs> 20 million videos uploaded every day, yeah. super guilty. And I, I look at this and I say, okay, as an entrepreneur, like if that is where people are spending their time, it, it, it kind of makes sense. That's where I should spend my time with. I mean, yeah. I, I tried to punish my teenage daughter the other day. I took the TV out of her room and like, I did nothing. Absolutely zero. She literally like, pulled whatever. Her phone and was like, yeah, it was, she was like, she could care less about the TV on her wall. And I was like, that did, that didn't work, but it made me think the marketer and salesperson to me. I'm like, oh, you know, she's a teenager. I don't sell a product to a teenager, but if I did, that is where my time would be spent. So, if if consumers are spending all this time on short form content, yeah, how do entrepreneurs kind of capture that attention? Because most entrepreneurs I speak with will say, hey, I'm really good at doing whatever my entrepreneurial thing is, right? Uh, I was, you know, we talked a little uh, before the show, pest control. I'm really yeah. good at making video content or I'm really good at audio production or I'm really good at, you know, financial planning. You pick it. But when yeah. I tell someone, you know, hey, social media, they're like, I'm not really good at this. So how do we, let's just be super simple. How do I get good or understand how to be effective at the strategy? When I hear 20 million videos and I post mine online, I feel like, I'm a needle in a haystack. And how is somebody going to find me? Totally. And that is the, the major problem that people are running up against, right? It's not even necessarily that your audience might not see your video. It's how do you get them to care? How do you get them to stop scrolling to watch the video that you put out there to the world? The good news for you and for our listeners is that a majority of these videos that are being posted are bad videos in the sense of like, they're not well put together and they are not constructed with the intention of trying to leverage the psychology of attention. So part of the reason that we're so passionate about this is because we were in a very similar position when we started our career as content creators. Before we had our agency, we were presented this opportunity to have a Facebook watch channel. And my background before that was in journalism. I worked for USA Today. I was doing videos and producing for E! News. I was a Miss Nevada. My co-founder and partner, he was a former uh, professional musician and billboard charting artist. We thought we understood content. We knew how to make good content in other mediums. Of course, it would be easy for us just to move over to start doing videos on Facebook. What would be so hard about that? 
So we started making this content and we sucked at it. It was so bad. We couldn't get anyone to watch our videos. And this went on for months. We were just banging our heads against the wall, I think between a six to nine month period where we could not get any traction on the page. And it was so frustrating to watch other creators that we knew seeing massive success, seeing that take off. And we hit this moment and kind of this precipice of we either need to go all in and figure out how to do this, or we have to you know, let this go and do something else. So we sat down and removed the personal feelings about it of like, we're not good enough. People don't want to watch us and just watched hundreds, if not thousands of viral videos. And we made a spreadsheet. I think it was a Google sheets. And I was like, okay, what's happening at second one? What's happening at second three? What's happening at second five? How many people are in this video? How long is this video? Is there music? What's the title? What's the theme? What's the caption? What are they saying? And as we started to take this more scientific approach of let's just log our observations, trends started to appear as to methodologies as to what was working within these videos. There was, I hate to use the word formula because I don't think that there's ever just one formula, but there, there were these consistencies that we could, we could track after we started to log all this information. So we took those learnings into our next video and that next video did 5 million views. And the video after that did 10 million views. And it's not to say that every video that we did since then was a total banger. In fact, we've had many that have flopped. But by being able to leverage and, and find these consistencies within the videos, and specifically, any good video does three things well. And if, you, if you're able to check all three of those things when you're making your video, it has a better chance of hitting the audience that you want to hit and keeping them on your page. So that's what we're really focused on is, is uncovering and making sure that when we're constructing each of these videos, we're focusing on those three things in order to extend the watch time and maximize watch time. That is the goal for ultimate when you're looking to build your following, when you're looking to have to get more views and find your audience. All right. So I have to ask. Yeah. One, you kudos to you for going six to nine months. Let me say, and then I have a question. You went six to yeah. nine months. No traction. Yeah. Catapult Commission family, I want you to hear this right now, right? Hillary, 400,000 followers on TikTok, right? She was not good in other platforms learning this system. So for you, the entrepreneur that's like, my video didn't go viral because I put up three videos in three weeks and I can't compete with Mr. Beast or so-and-so, like, and you give up. You, you just heard someone who does this for a living say, hey, my first nine months, I was bad. So don't give up. Now, you, you mentioned something. It's almost like you've broken down the science of a viral video. And you said, hey, there's three things that we need to do to have these videos go viral. Before we, because I'm definitely going to ask you what those three things are. But can we define viral for a second? Because when you, tell, when you say the term viral, and I had to look at this in my own business. I'm like, oh, I would, would I love to have a video? 2 million views, 40 million views, 10 million views. Absolutely, right? I think Mr. Beast's last video had 18 million views in like 24 hours on YouTube. I was like, oh my goodness. But here's the thing. People are like, I want to go viral. If you're using social media to do business and help drive revenue, I can't handle 40 million people interested in my services <laughs> overnight. Like it just, I just couldn't, right? Yeah. So, so my version of viral for me is, can I, can I get the eyes? Can I get enough mm. eyes of my avatar watching it, not 
not the new, not the the I, I don't know. I call them the 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 numbers, right? Like the the yeah, fantasy numbers, the like vanity the numbers, views and sure. all the blue checks and all that cool stuff. But yep. I know people want to grow that, and I know people want to get that. So when you mention viral, are you referring to like the viral celebrity status, viral audience, and like views and likes in front of your targeted audience? What is your definition there? So I believe the technical definition of viral is 2 million or more views within a 24-hour period. But okay. when we're talking with businesses and entrepreneurs, we we very much take the same approach that you do. Because the truth of the matter is, like what you want out of this, because you're not a full-time content creator, and the goal isn't to get to a billion views. Like, is that a nice to have for you? Sure. But that was how we were monetizing, right? We were making our revenue off of ads. So those views and those eyeballs and that watch time was so specific and so important because because that was serving our monetization strategy. Mm-hmm. For, for you as a business owner and an entrepreneur, what you're trying to do is convert, right? You want to convert customers. We want to pull people off of the ether of social media and turn them into loyal fans, build that brand affinity so that they'll go and buy. That's what we're trying to do. And I think a lot of the time, especially when entrepreneurs and business owners look at different platforms like TikTok, where there's a lot of Younger people that are dancing or taking part of these trends, uh, they feel like if they want to get on the platform, they have to do those things. And I think there's a lot of resistance to creating content that resonates with their brand and their brand's value and voice, which is is very sad to me because at the end of the day, uh, one of the great things about short form content is that it's served up to you based upon interest, not familiarity. So what does that mean? So if you're interested or you're searching for or looking at videos around, you know, you brought up pest control or you're like, gosh, I have a pest problem. The algorithm is going to start serving you more content around that. What it's not going to do is serve you content around people that you're following necessarily. So it's, this is a, one of the ways that you can help grow very quickly on a platform like TikTok because of the, the interest algorithm and how it's constantly trying to serve to people that are interested in your subject, there's a much easier conversion strategy that way. So when we're talking about content for brands, for businesses, for personal brands and entrepreneurs, what we really want to do is increase the eyeballs, increase the watch time of people that care about you and your business that are going to become customers. And we see great success with that. We've had clients that have 240x their results. Uh, We have had clients that have had those millions of views across platforms. We have had clients that have won Shorty Impact Awards for their content. Uh, And again, that's all around being able to create social impact, not necessarily just creating a trend. So I think that there's there's so much different opportunity and ways to leverage short form video. You just have to be open to seeing how you can have that conversation with your potential customer online and also what they want out of it. I think the the biggest block that and this wasn't really the question you asked, but it's the question I'm going to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest blocks that I see people have and businesses have is that they're trying to just advertise all the time. It's like, Hey, let me, let me tell you about my restaurant. Let me tell you about my, my company. And the truth is if your branding is anywhere on that video, it is an ad. It is not a short form video and short form video is all about entertaining and connecting and you know, TikTok's mission is to bring joy. That's what they want to do as a platform. So how can you add value, help to bring that joy, bring that entertainment and find ways to connect with your audience around your values and your brand values that will resonate with your audience. Stab to the heart. 
We are not advertising Catapulta Commission's team. I'm going to change my branding on social media tomorrow. We are not going to put the Catapulta Commission's logo anywhere. No, but here, seriously, what you just shared right now, it's it's funny, right? As a consumer, makes total sense, right? I, I shared with you before I started talking and, and Catapulta Commission is a dirty little secret. Like I like sharks, hate snakes, but I Google them and I look at them on social media. And if you go to my you know display or for you on any one of the platforms, I see tons of snakes and I see tons of sharks. And it's just... I I have no business in either one of them, other than I want to do shark diving for my 40th birthday and they canceled it off Guadalupe, and that's how I learned on social media. But other than that, everything, it, so it makes sense. But as a business owner, what you just said to me was like a stab in my heart. Like, I don't I don't create content for the person that wants to be entertained by the subject matter that I'm an expert in. And so that really hits, kind of hits hard. We're like, ah, reevaluate your strategy. And Prior to this call, I'd have been like, hey, I'm fairly decent on social media, but you just told me I'm horrible, not in those direct words, but my strategy is a little bit off. So yeah, we, we have we have to change that perspective, right? Because at the end of the day, especially 20 million videos a day, right? We have to earn attention. We get so many questions from business owners about what time of day that I should post and what's my hashtag strategy and what how many hashtags and what should my description be? And, you know, how do I find the right trending sound? And the reality is like, you can spend all this time trying to hack that. But if you don't have good content, if you don't have strong creative, you're not going to convert. Everything comes down to the creative first. And I think that a lot of these other social media gurus, they put that type of strategy first because they don't have the experience of making viral videos or getting those views. So they don't necessarily know how to construct a video in such a way that can leverage the psychology of attention. So they have to rely on all of those post-production pieces. But in our opinion, a great post-production strategy is a great pre-production strategy. And that's all about the ideation and constructing the video in such a way that your audience wants to watch. No one owes you any of their time or any of their attention. So it's great to be thinking about what you as a consumer like to watch. And that's, and even just when you're scrolling through, be like, huh, what is it about this video that made me stop to watch it? And I bet you it wasn't because they were giving some sort of sales pitch about how great they are. I bet it was because they had a piece of information that you found interesting and valuable to you. And that's where we're really going to start to see a change. I think in the next couple of years, people are so used to this Instagram model of like, look at me, look how amazing I am. Here's what I'm doing. And, and that's fine for that platform kind of, I mean, you see that it's really going a different direction now and Instagram's pushing it a different direction because everyone's chasing TikTok. But the, the desire to add value uh, is going to massively increase. And that's what the consumers are demanding. Man, it's, it is such a changing trend. And as you're saying this, I'm thinking about, right. I, I, like I'm in business services, right. Just, just, I don't have sharks and snakes and cool stuff and, and humor. I mean, I, I don't think I'm that funny, right. There's, there's a lot of ways where I'm like, okay, how do I make this work? But then I look at a business service provider that I, I recently purchased their service. And I purchased their service based off their short form video that went viral. I mean, they're in their space. They're very entertaining. I, I probably watched his viral videos for two or three months. And then finally, like it was a little glance and like, hey, if you need help, click here. And I was like, mm. oh, what do you do? And it was an instant sign up. The first two, three months of videos had nothing to do with what I bought but they were in alignment with what I was interested in business services. So hearing that, hearing you say, then looking at how I've acquired or purchased things from, from content creators makes total sense. So 
let, let's 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 break this down. There's, you said there's three parts to a video. Before I get there, one last thing. I have yeah. to ask this because it, <laughs> uh, it it drives me crazy, absolutely bonkers. So hmm. lay it on me, did friend. You, did you pay for followers? Did you pay for likes? Did you do any of those growth strategies that come online? No, no. Right. But here, so here's the thing: is there is a difference between paying to boost a post organically in the app. versus paying a third party to go and collect followers for you that are mostly bots. So I am, I'm a big proponent of organic growth. I think that especially on platforms that are set up for it, like TikTok, there's a lot of opportunity for organic growth. If your content is strong, it will help you. The algorithms are set up to help your content find the right audience. That's what they want to do. They want people to find your content. They want people to watch. Um, What typically we see happen is that especially with new or businesses, they'll put up a bunch of videos and they'll put a ton of money behind everything because they just want to grow as quickly as possible. But the reality is, is not all that creative has been created the same. And there are some videos that are stronger that you could put some money or advertising spend behind that would be worth that investment. And there's a lot of them that wouldn't. And this comes from, again, taking the scientific approach, looking at the analytics and saying, what's working, what's not. We had created some and helped create some creative for a client of ours whose average views, uh, and they're a, you know, the number one immersive art experience in the world. Uh, they do like 5.5 million ticket sales a year. And they have maybe 100, 150 views per video when we first started working with them. So we utilized our psychology of attention to help them construct some better videos. And then we had one that was doing very well that we knew going in based upon the creative, that it was a very strong concept that might resonate with the audience they wanted to attract. We put very minimal ad spend behind that video of of the ones that we had done. And that video is now sitting at over, I think, 350,000 viewer views, um, only half of which came from the ad spend. So there was a lot of natural organic traction that that video still had because it was strong content. And so, you know, we're all for finding ways, especially with businesses, it's, it's much harder for you guys than a personal brand or a content creator to get the eyeballs. Uh, you have to work harder. For sure. And you have to to take that personal brand content creator approach when making content. But no, I am not a proponent for buying followers. I think that's the fastest way to, you know, and you see it now. There are so many people on Instagram that have spent, bought so many followers and now their reach and engagement is just in the toilet and they're not even reaching 1% of the people that they supposedly have. And I think we're all getting savvy to the point where we recognize what's strong engagement and what's not. And there's so many different tools out there that easily show whether or not someone has bought their followers. Again, what is the point of that for you as a business owner? Because you're trying to convert sales. So you might think that it makes you look more credible, but you're trying to drive revenue. And so what you want to do is is drive that brand affinity and that brand loyalty and attract people that are really interested in your content and what you have to say. So I'm not a big fan of doing that unless you know that a specific piece of creative is going to help you to find that right audience. Oh my goodness, Hillary. Here's the thing. We knew each other for four years. I wish somebody would have slapped my head on this. So here's a dirty little secret, Catapult Commissions family. And, and Hillary, you're going to be the very first person I've shared this to. Like, <gasps> So I haven't really even spoken this out loud. We're, the the so video special. next week we're releasing on YouTube is about this. So uh, started my Instagram page. Before yeah. I started my personal brand, my company, it wasn't on Instagram. Started my Instagram page. And I was growing 
organically and authentically and had good engagement. And then I got hooked like, oh, let me help you grow your page. And so then I started, which I thought was real US-based followers. I did all of this crap. And my Instagram page got up to like 22, 23,000 followers. And then I was like, I think I think it might have been with you. You might have shown me one of the websites. And I'm like, man, this is bad. So then I went and I deleted like 50% of my follower. I mean, even more. I mean, I went all the way down to like a little under 10,000 followers that I was like deemed authentic, real followers. But by that time, the damage is already done. Like mm-hmm. the account is bad, right? The the, yeah. the engagement is bad. And so I was getting been getting really frustrated. So I've done a lot of like soul searching, deep researching. And I was like, okay, we make mistakes in business. So yeah, in theory, on paper, right? I, I have, and I've shared this with people. I haven't shared, I've shared with people that I have a monetized Instagram page in terms of like I post reels and Instagram yeah. deposits money in my account. That's cool, yeah. right? But it's not as cool. Because realistically, it's not speaking to my avatar. So I completely had one of my best friends notice it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to build a brand new Instagram page. And I'm taking this quote unquote monetized Instagram page and I'm going to stop working on it. And we're slowly converting traffic to a new Instagram page because I would rather start over and be authentic than trying to correct a mistake I made in the past. And it's kind of scary. Like, oh my goodness, you're going to lose all these followers. You know what? I'll find them again. They'll find me again. And here's where oh. it hit for me. What you just shared right now, not, not the subject we're talking about today, but YouTube, I do that. I have a targeted ad campaign on YouTube for a niche where I think, hey, if this video is going to hit, we're going to run a small ad budget to promote it on YouTube. Yep. And I've had videos go, some videos have 20, 30 views. Some have 10, 14,000 views. And I go and I look at how many came from the ads and how many, pro- and it got to a point where this strategy I'm doing on YouTube, I've spent a little bit of money and it's my advertising, but I'm picking up two or three subscribers per day on oh. YouTube authentically and organically. And I was like, if I can do it on YouTube, I can go back and do it on Instagram and quit mm-hmm. beating my drum. And so my small little page on Instagram that as of today right now has like a hundred new followers, did a story oh. on it the other day, has way more views then my page that has 10,000 followers. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm all in. I'm all in because I want the authentic uh, reach. So I had to ask that to you because I wanted to hear your perspective, but I also wanted to share the Catapulting Commission's family. Uh, you'll see my social media page changing really quickly for that reason. So, And you'll also notice there's a something that we call the new account advantage. So when you create a new social media profile, uh, and this goes for YouTube, it goes for Instagram, it goes for TikTok, the algorithm will artificially lift your first couple of videos because it's trying to find the audience that would be interested in that content. And it's also trying to get you as a creator uh, excited about and addicted to making content for that platform, right? That's what it wants to do. It wants to keep you there. So the, the cool thing about that is that if you have strong content or content that's worked in other platforms, then you just bank that and you start to roll that out on your, your new account, you're going to see more traction from the get-go than you would otherwise. And that was part of the strategy that we used when I grew my following on TikTok. Mm, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we, we are definitely going to have to have a version 2.0 of yes. this show because I have so many more questions. But here's, what you, here, here's yes. the main thing, right? Catapult, Mr. Family, even listen to the show. To we, we have to break down the recipe here. You said there's three parts to a video. What are those yes. three parts? So there's three parts to every great viral video, every great engaging video, we'll we'll call it that. So number one, it grabs your attention. It is doing something right off the bat that has created a pattern interrupt or is stopping the scroll. 
And this can be through a question. This can be through something weird that's happening in the video, some sort of cool visual. There's a lot of different ways that you can stop the scroll and grab that attention. But most people make the mistake of thinking that they want to save the best thing in their video until the very end. The reality is, is that 99.9% .9 of people, even on videos that are doing 100 million views, will not see the end of the video. So as our mentor and friend Rory Vaden says, save the best for first, right? You want to start with the best visual, the best piece of your video. We want to drop people into the action. So that's the first thing we're doing. We've got to grab attention. The second thing we have to do is spark an emotion. Videos that get shared, videos that get watched are ones that create an emotion within someone, whether that's joy or wonder or curiosity or fear or anger. You will notice now that as you start to think about this, when you're watching videos, you stay on a video because you are emotionally invested in what's happening for one reason or another. So we want to make sure that every video that we're curating is purposefully sparking an emotion. And the last piece, which is probably the most underrated um, and, uh, and most unknown piece, is we want to create a curiosity gap. So most videos either provide too little information on the beginning, and, and that might look like, I have no idea what's going on here. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're making. I'm just going to scroll away because I don't really care to figure it out. Or it provides too much information on the front end. So in that case, you're getting the reward, you're getting the answer that you want right away. So you don't need to stick around to watch the rest of the video. So what we want to do is create that in between. We want to provide enough information up front to get them hooked, to help spark that emotion and grab attention. And then we're going to introduce that gap. So this could look like, I made seven figures this year and here's how I did it. So you've created a gap in the middle of the how, or it could be, um, here's, I made five sales calls every day for a year. Here's how much money I made off of those sales calls. So now you've, you've also created the gap of how much money, the how. So we're either leaving out the how or the what. And that's going to grab curiosity, create curiosity, and keep people watching the video. And this is where, especially for businesses and services, you can really leverage this, this formula to help you make content that resonates with what you do that's valuable and interesting to your audience that doesn't require you dancing, doesn't require you hopping on trends, doesn't require you to do anything that makes you feel inauthentic or uncomfortable. So again, those three main things, and you'll notice this now as you're going through and watching videos, every video that does well and keeps your attention, it grabs attention, it sparks emotion, and it creates a curiosity gap. And that is a psychology of attention that we want to leverage for every short form video and beyond. I mean, both on and offline, if we're able to curate content in that way, people are going to watch what you have to say. Oh and I made a run. <laughs> I, I love that, right? Hold on, guys. I have to, my audio editing video team, you hear that? Like, that is, like, we need to put that on our board because that is truly game-changing. I want to add something to what you just shared right now. Yeah. So as you shared that, I think about it, and I'll share with you my own fear bubble, right? So sometimes mm. when I was first developing my business, you, you just said, I made X amount of money in making five sales calls a day. I did exit and it's all success. Can I be honest with you? I'm also interested in someone's failures. So oh, yeah. I look at it and be like, hey, I spent $10,000 on Facebook ads and didn't get a dollar back. This is why. Like yeah. there's, there's, there's some value in learning from people's failures and being vulnerable. And, and Absolutely. as you shared that, like, I, I don't know, I, to me, when I first 
was like, okay, I'm going to share some of the failures I had. Then I was like, well, no one's going to trust me. But then at the end of the day, I started speaking to really successful people. You just mentioned it right now on the show. You failed in the beginning. We only get good because we fail. That, that's the, the end of the day. Absolutely. So, is what I guess is that failure some another form of attention grabbing? Because you mentioned the successes, but I think failures or surprises would those fall into yeah. that attention grabbing category? So that that would be for me. That's you're creating a curiosity gap. In fact, you did two there, which you didn't even know. So the first one is I spent ten thousand dollars on Facebook ads, and the gap is here's what I here's what I got in return, and the first return was I made a dollar. And so then you're, you're closing that curiosity gap, but then you're saying, so here's why here's, then I figured, why didn't I get my money back? And then I figured out why. So now you're creating the second curiosity gap of, well, why didn't you make your money back? What, what happened there? So to me, all of that is, is falling into the curiosity gap. And that's a reflection of your values, right? Being transparent. And this is the first time that we work with clients. The first thing we go through is what are your voice and what's the voice you want to have online? And what are you, what do you value? What do you want your consumers and your clients to know that you care about that we want to make sure resonates with your content? So I a hundred percent think that sharing failures is totally uh, applicable, especially because that falls into that, um, the sparking emotion, right? Like one, it creates mm. trust and connection, but it also creates wonder, curiosity, and even with fear. Like I don't want to spend $10,000 on Facebook ads and get $1 back. Like I need you to help me and tell me how to not do that. Right? So you're, you're doing all of those things. You're stacking them to create that trust, to create that brand affinity. So to me, it, it matters very little what the subject matter is, as long as you're, again, intentionally engineering that video so that people have what they need to feel like they can trust you and that they want to keep watching. Oh, I love that. Dude, catapult commissions family. I mean, that's the science, like literally the recipe for a viral video. I love that. Hillary, that, that is so valuable for the audience. Uh, la- last question here, right? Because we're going to yeah. come short on time, but in that framework of building these short form videos, right? Mm-hmm. My introduction to content, and I'm sure you, you remember this because I, I, I was, I learned about content creation when I met you. So I was like, this yeah. is how I have done it. I would create long form content, podcasts, 10 minute blogs, YouTube videos. And then I had my team go and I say, Hey, we're going to cut a 60 second, 30 second clips. Yeah. Is that the same as creating viral short form content? Or do I take the same attention to detail that I do in long form and make the short form a separate production. So our recommendation is that you do the latter because the original content that you made was not made with short form vertical video in mind. And it wasn't made for the consuming to be consumed in the same manner. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you can certainly do that. And we have plenty of clients. We have agency clients that have multiple clients that are, that have podcasts that are trying to, to cut down videos to put on social media. They just have to get something up. So kind of the rule of thumb for that is you want to cut as much of the fat as possible. Cut, 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 right? TikTok short form video. And we like to take a TikTok forward approach because what works on TikTok will work on the other platforms. It doesn't necessarily go the other way. So okay. you want, you want very shortcuts. And again, we want to set up, you're going to be really reliant on that hook, that curiosity hook in order to get people to watch that static video. Uh, That video has to be vertical. You will notice that videos get throttled if they are in landscape form format. Uh, You know, you see people that have the Instagram square that'll post that on 
on TikTok. And I'm just like, what are you doing? No, this is not how people want to consume their content. And there are very few cases as to why someone will watch a landscape video on a vertical screen more so than watching a vertical video. So we want to make sure that the video quality hasn't suffered. So unless that video is in 4K, it's probably not usable or usable to the scale that you want. Um, and again, we we want to make sure that it's it's hyper specific, that we're still trying to work in the how are we sparking emotion? How are we creating curiosity? What's happening on that front, that first thing that they're seeing so that they want to stay around? And that's going to be really heavily leveraged on your title because it's not necessarily an interesting visual. Um, mm. So you can try it. We, you know, and, and we have clients that we, we help them with that. We will not see the same type of results as you will see if you are organically creating content that's native to the platform. All right. I like that. I like it. Organically creative content to the platform. Check. We're definitely going to implement that. Uh, vertical video for those that are techies are wondering, Correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't have to be recorded on a phone. It can be recorded on a 4K camera. In post, you can create it in a vertical format. Correct? Yeah, you you can certainly do that. You know, uh, if you are, you know, if you wanted to do this with your podcast, for example, and you have your camera, you can also just add a rig stack on top to that to have your vertical camera be on top of that. Um, again, because the the shot itself and and the reason that you're gathering that footage isn't necessarily thinking about the platform first, it's still probably not going to be as great. Um, but yeah, shooting on your phone. I mean, this is, and this <laughs> for people that love like my, my co-founder, my partner, who's like a big, you know, cinematic film file. And he loves, he loves great video. Um, it hurts his heart that people don't necessarily want to watch cinematic quality videos I'm on short video, <laughs> short video, but, um, but yeah, your, your phone and just being good with your phone is all you need to have. You don't need a fancy rig. You don't need okay. a fancy external mic, uh, and just making sure you're having good lighting. But oh we, we, we go through all of this soup to nuts in our uh, monthly boot camp. We do a short form video mastery boot camp. It's, and, and this is one of the great ways people can work with us. But if anyone's interested in finding out more, they can go to attentioneers.com and schedule a free call with us to see how we can help them. Awesome. Well, you guys, Catapult the Commissions family, go to attentioneers.com. You'll find that link in the show notes or in the YouTube description. Uh, Hillary, is, can someone find your own social media on there from attentioneers.com as well? Uh, yeah, they can, they can look me up from there. I'm, I'm very easy to find on the internet. <laughs> okay. Well, Catapult, we'll have all those links. We'll have attentioneers, Hillary's links, and all that fun stuff down in the show notes below. Hillary, thank you for joining the Catapult to Commission show. I personally found so much value and like i said i before we recorded i have way more questions let's do it again time, but i'd love <laughs> to bring you back down the road and and, and I, I would love to share with you some of the results I, I mean some of the results i've had and some of the stuff that we've implemented um and let's if you're it. a business owner and you're trying to take a, advantage of the short form content go go check with attentioners go go get with hillary's team join the mini boot camp i mean let's be <laughs> honest guys it's either that or go pay somebody in some foreign country to give you likes that aren't real and authentic and engagement, but they look cool. Cause you're like, Oh, I have 20,000 followers. Not real, not true. False story. And I, I'm telling you that firsthand. All right. Well, catapult commissions family. We're at that time of the show. You know what to do. Uh, be sure to go get connected with Hillary, get connected with attentioneers.com like subscribe, and we will see you next week. catapulting commissions family that does it for today's episode if you found some value please be sure to head over to itunes and leave a five-star rating 
don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions Podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.